what up y'all it's your boy the one and only a switch aka the cookie man aka give me give me a biscuit aka i want to lick i want to lick your arm i want to lick something <laughs> all right let me stop being stupid Welcome, guys, to episode 14 of Switches Sites, uh, my solo gaming podcast um, focused on uh, news and my thoughts and opinions on uh, gaming news, I guess mainly, as well as uh, geek and nerd culture. Welcome. You're welcome. I will, we're both welcome. Ah, <laughs> uh, nonetheless, uh, today's date is uh July eighteenth, twenty nineteen. Um, I think that's it, really. Well, I'm trying to make sure I got everything covered. I think uh, I think that's it. Pretty uh, good week in terms of news. I guess as well as news that happened um, since our uh, previous episode as well that I would like to cover and discuss and uh, excuse me get into um, nitty gritty and all Uh, so without further ado let's get into it (laughs) don't know why I did that but whatever (laughs) um Okay, uh, first topic of discussion. Mortal Kombat movie reboot confirmed to have fatality. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Fatality. Chinook wins. Fatality. Friendship. Friendship. stupid uh yeah so mortal kombat uh the the movie reboot or whatever whatever you want to call it uh is has been confirmed um by uh greg russer um, russer greg russo uh the writer of the upcoming movie and he confirmed on twitter uh in a tweet that uh mk will be r-rated um, for the first time ever, I'm, I I don't know. I, th- I thought the uh old, the older Mortal Kombat movies or previous ones were R rated, but I guess not. I guess there wasn't necessarily explicit gore. Maybe it was PG thirteen. Maybe it was PG thirteen. I guess. Well, it had to be obviously, but nonetheless. Um. Yeah. So this is actually pretty cool. Uh, in my opinion. Um, sticking true to the essence of Mortal Kombat and not, you know, watering it down for, you know, the movie audience and try to make it generally, I guess, uh, palpable, if you will. So, uh, I am all for that, uh, for sure. I'm curious. I'm very curious of the fatalities and who or, uh, whom will be, uh, doing the fatalities to who. Uh, will get them. Um, 
I think just to maintain continuity and um, keep characters for the sequel or, you know, um, more than likely sequel, to be honest. Um, I'm curious. Yeah. Mortal Kombat is such a renowned known name. Uh, yeah, this movie is gonna, gonna do, uh, do ridiculous numbers. Yeah, it's gonna do it. I, I, I can, I'm gonna tell you right now, this movie is gonna be where, whenever it releases, I, I'm not even sure of the release date. Actually, let me look that up. Let me look that up. Mortal, Mortal Kombat movie release. Reboot, reboot release date. If I can actually type reboot release date, um, yeah, they said it has a release date as of May 22nd. Uh, now it's more of movie reboot will after years of daily down around finally arrive in the cinemas on March 5th, 2021. Okay. Man, that's, oh no, that's actually pretty long ways. I thought that was like next year, but pretty much a year after that. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're definitely going to get some stuff down. Um, yeah, I'm very curious of who will be uh fatalitized. Is that even a verb? I don't know. I don't even know. That's not a verb. I mean, a noun. Fatalitized. It's a noun, right? I need to go back to English. Let me go back to school. <laughs> um, yeah, so my initial, I guess, guess is I think it's just mainly going to be the main, the main characters um, doing fatalities on like non, I guess, important people. That's at least going to be my initial guess, because I'm pretty sure they want to keep a lot of the characters uh, like I was saying earlier, for continuity, for you know the more than likely sequels that are gonna come. So I think it's gonna be mainly uh, fatalities on, yeah, non-important or just throwaway characters, and then maybe like one or two, like uh, I guess significant fatalities on like you know known characters. Um, that's at least my initial impression. I mean. Mortal Kombat, at least the most iconic fatalities, definitely, definitely gotta be um uh sub zero with the uh the spine rip or the head the head rip with the spine attached. That's definitely gotta be one. Um I think they're pretty much gonna stick uh I could see them sticking from game to game, so they're probably maybe gonna refer mostly to Mortal Kombat one, I'm guessing. Uh, but then there was the reboot that kind of clouded everything too. So, I mean, mm, that's a tough one to be honest. Now that I'm thinking about it, they could go either way really, but yeah, definitely, definitely gotta have, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, I'm pretty damn sure that the, the uh, sub zero, uh, head rip fatality is going to be in there. Um, definitely scorpions. Yeah, I could see the flame. Uh, yeah, ripping his ripping his mask off and and giving them flames. 
uh, depending if they go with that version of, of uh, Scorpion. I know there's mm, various various variants of, of Scorpion, at least. I guess uh, I got more Combat 11 fresh in my mind uh, in terms of the story mode, so I don't know. I think I'm kind of mixing, um, I don't know, references from there, too. But then again, Mortal Kombat 11 kind of goes back in time. Uh, do they really cover Mortal Kombat 1? No, not really. They, I think as far as they went back was the 2. Hmm. Yeah, they could go a lot of ways with it, to be honest, but definitely, definitely the iconic. Yeah, that's such an iconic fatality. That would be such a missed opportunity to not do that in the Mortal Kombat, um, uh, the reboot movie. Yeah, so I definitely, definitely Sub-Zero's uh, spine rip. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of any n- notable fatalities. They could, I guess I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be confining myself to um, the first game. Mm, it could go multiple ways. Yeah, that's 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 probably the really important one, I think. Um, darn it, Jax. Well, that's. I guess I. Yeah. Either way, I'm still confining my. I guess thought process into, you know, trying to maybe stay true to, uh, each one. But then again, most movies don't even do that. A lot of them just specifically video games, if I can recall correctly, like don't even like refer to their previous, um, the previous games in like, you know, a particular order. So I guess, yeah, not if I, expanded to Mortal Kombat 2 thinking wise I could see a stage fatality that'd be cool uh, doing a legitimate stage fatality maybe uh, making a joke on uh, a ba- Ooh, Bay Ballady would be you know actually uh, if if the movie actually stayed like completely true to the game in like a lot of ways um, I'd, I'd be satisfied like you know like you know uh Somebody just got their their head uppercut it off, and then like in the next scene they're back to normal. I was like, "What is this? What is this a game?" Uh, may, um, they they could they have the potential to work with that if they wanted to, but nonetheless, um, pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, yeah, it, that will be weird, especially in this day and age, to not have a uh, our, uh, a Mortal Kombat movie with fatalities that just wouldn't make sense but good god that movie is gonna sell like crazy because i mean if you even look at mortal kombat in general the movie is uh i mean the game series is even is almost i want to say is it the most the highest selling uh fighting game of all time Mm. Mm. i'm pretty sure it's at least up there it may be at least second. Hmm. At least currently, I think it's definitely more successful than Street Fighter, which has been, uh, you know, I guess somewhat of a prominent fighting game. And then there's Tekken. Tekken's been selling pretty great. Might possibly even more than Street Fighter. Five. Hmm. 
that's a lot of uh conjecture a lot of conjecture there but nonetheless i'm pretty certain this mortal kombat movie is going to do wonders unless the trailer is just uh complete trash um i can see this this movie is gonna 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 break some box office records maybe you know for whatever particular date like march i don't know if march has ever really been dominated in terms of a uh a movie month at least that um movie wise it comes to mind so that would be pretty great yeah i would definitely see it uh after i you know we get a nice little trailer tease or whatever i'd uh, i'd be i'm all in got my attention this movie gonna be on my radar definitely cool cool so uh yeah that was great oh mortal kombat movie I wonder if Ed Boon is maybe doing any possible consulting or something like that. I would assume maybe that was a, an agreement, uh, you know, maybe in a contract or a boot in. I'm not even sure of his involvement with the original ones. Hmm. I don't know. Nonetheless, pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Next topic of discussion. Uh, Gears 5. This is this is such a weird a weird story like why does this even like gain any traction i don't know how this gain traction is uh beyond me but uh so uh interesting news article uh that came out uh, i believe last week shortly after uh my last episode uh so gears 5 will not feature any depictions of smoking and the series will not highlight or glorify smoking going uh going forward, uh, presumably you know in the um next sequel since it's uh technically a planned trilogy or whatever. So such a weird news story. So uh basically uh in a statement from Rod Ferguson, uh who's the studio head uh, of the coalition, who are the basically the de- development team that makes Gears Five. And I know he was with the team that made like uh, the original Gears um, trilogy. Yeah, original Gears trilogy as well. So, um, so yeah, in a statement from Rob Ferguson, he said, I've seen firsthand uh, the devastating impact of smoking. Uh, it's always been important for me to not use smoking as a narrative device, which is why we made the conscious choice to avoid highlighting or glorifying smoking in Gears 5 and throughout the Gears of War universe moving forward. Sure, I mean, this is, this is so weird. It's so weird. But yeah, either way, so um, I guess, yeah, so for any indication, the past Gears, uh, Gears of War tiles have included uh, occasional scenes of smoking and certain characters holding uh, cigarettes and cigars as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, and then there's another statement. Uh, this is um, from a article, I believe. Let's see. Think above. Uh, what is the source? 
from Variety, the uh, article from Variety specifically. Um, the game set for September 10th release comes from Xbox Game Studio, blah, blah, blah. Decision to remove all smoking references for year five came after not-for-profit anti-smoking, uh, smoking, anti-smoking organization Truth Initiative approached Turner, whose E-League esports division had broadcast rights to the title about making the change. Turner collaborated with Microsoft and the coalition to strip out smoking from the game. I mean, <laughs> one one uh, point I had, not necessarily a point, but I guess uh, observation is that, you know, uh, of all games uh, to omit smoking, uh, you know, it's one of, uh, I get arguably, the, the more violent uh, games. Uh, so, you know, like in the same game, you're chainsawing somebody in half in a very gory fashion, um, you know. Oh, uh, but we're not going to show smoking. No, that's off limits. Um, I, of course, I have no problem with smoking. I don't smoke or anything like that. Um, so, I mean, it's totally fine by me. It's not like, oh, this game is going to suck because of no smoking or whatever. Uh, it's just weird. I guess the weirdest part in general is that this got any traction because it's so insignificant. But I guess presumably probably people that are really huge smokers or something um maybe are we're riled up like come on man i need to we need uh we need to be represented uh us smokers or you know i think people are making um the argument that um we should have an accurate representation of characters or whatever which you know in some cases people still or or do smoke so i mean I'm I'm totally for it. I have no issues uh with it not being in the uh in the game. Uh it's not gonna <laughs> not gonna significantly uh <laughs> uh downsize the game or whatever or anything like that or uh oh, because this game doesn't have smoke and this is gonna be horrible. Mm, I'm nope, see, like I was in I was in when there was smoking, but now there's no smoking. Hmm. What reason do I have to even play? It's just is not even needed, not even needed at all. So, I'm curious. That, that brings me to a interesting, um, interesting thought. Like, is it specifically like cigarettes? So, like, is weed or vaping, as they as the as the kids say, uh, is that still allowed? Yeah, they don't really explicitly state that. Like they give you a little, give you a little switcherooski. Like, oh, up, oh, gotcha. Uh, we gonna smoke weed though. We gonna smoke that weed. We gonna smoke that loud. We'll smoke that Kush. We gonna smoke that though. Cigarettes, no, no. Which is again, that's totally fine by me. But either way, this is just such a undeserving story to even gain any traction and the only reason I really mentioned it was this how how much traction it got for a non-relevant story because the only deduction I could think of is just people that are against smoking or not against excuse me not against smoking but not against smoking but are big proponents possibly for smoking I can't think of a person that's just gonna 
get in your face about smoking or anything like that, but I don't know. But I guess the only angle I can see is people that are adamant about truly accurate, I guess, representations of characters smoking or something like that. Because I think the only person I can recall smoking in Gears was, uh, I forgot his name, uh, the old general guy. I forgot. Damn it. I forgot his name. General something. He was uh, the general of the Gears in Gears 1. I think it's General Coleman. Darn it. Damn it. Now I got to look it up because I'm curious. Uh, General Gears 1. Gears 1. General. General of Gears. Or Gears of War General. Gears of War General. Gears of War General. Who's the general? Who's the general of Gears? Of the Gears. Who's the general of the Gears of War? What is his name? Let's let's look up Gears characters. Or actually no, let's look Gears of One characters. Gears of War One characters. Oh y'all shouting at me like, oh my god, do you not know this? All right, let me look at a. Let me look at the official Gears of War site. General Colonel Colonel Victor Hoffman. That's who I was thinking of. I know he was. He seems as the biggest reputation for smoking indie game. Um. I think Marcus at one point. I know I saw him like in the early. Uh, rough, um, rough games he was smoking. Um, but I don't think currently he is, or at least in the recent games, I've never really seen him smoke. So, Q, okay. Whoop, my curiosity has been uh satiated there. So, such a weird article, but still sticking with Gears 5 news. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, we got the tech test uh, this weekend, uh, July 19th through uh, Monday, the 22nd or 23rd. Uh, so, yeah, July 17th was when you can start downloading the game or pre-downloading in advance, uh, which the size is 15 gigabytes. Then the first technical period will be July 19th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time until July 22nd, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Okay. And then after that, uh, the next weekend, 
There's a second technical test period, which will run from July 26th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time until July 29th at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, so basically between these periods, uh, the servers will be offline, obviously. But um, yeah, in order to get into the test, uh, mind you, um, the game is on Xbox as well as uh, PC um, via the Windows Store, I believe. Um, you have to have the game pass for PC if you want to play on PC or pre-order the game, I believe, digitally. I don't think. Oh, yeah, you can get a code by pre-ordering physically as well from, you know, participating retail, participating retailers, too. Uh, but the caveat is that you have to have Xbox Live Gold as well. Uh, since it is online. But, um, oh yeah. Uh, and then there's two maps, uh, district and training, training grounds. Um, these seem to be completely new. They don't seem to be a rehash of any of them. Let me check. This is just a a viewpoint, a view of the, of a new map. Yeah, this is district is new. And Training grounds is new. Yeah, training grounds is new. Really hope they bring uh, mansion back. Love that map. Such a classic map. I know. I mean, this is a given. Gridlock is gonna come back. It's it's a it's a damn given. Gridlock is coming back. I don't even have to guess about that. That's for sure coming back. Um, and then, yeah, so in the technical test, it will be arcade mode, which I guess is going to be some, at least the impression I got from looking at the trailer, I saw the, uh, trailer for the tech test or, you know, hyping up the tech test. Uh, it seems like it reminded me at least of, uh, what is the mode called in Titanfall? I think attrition where you kind of fight NPCs as well as real enemies. Um, that's at least my guess. It seemed like it wasn't, it doesn't seem to be, uh, didn't seem to have been confirmed or anything like that. I think I have to look more into that. And then there's a uh, escalation, which is, uh, basically gears is like competitive mode or at least what the, the coalition is trying to hype or, uh, place it to be as well. And then there's, um, excuse me, uh, King of the Hill, uh, which is, you know, traditional King of the Hill. Um, you also try some new features, uh, boot camp is, you know, just a, a way to practice and get up to speed before playing and getting your ass beat in multiplayer. And then tour of duty, which I guess is, I think it's a system to kind of like earn rewards and stuff. So that's cool. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I am hype. You guys know, or maybe not, that I'm a huge fan of Gears of War. Um and uh I'm loving everything I'm I'm seeing so far. Loving everything I'm seeing so far. It is great. It is great. I wonder what they added, what has changed, what is new. Almost at all. I know what my weekend is uh 
about to about to be just all gears baby not a rapper though uh so yeah cool q q stuff um uh still sticking on that gears news though uh next make sure my video is not playing um uh next topic is that uh gears uh i think in a game informer interview um they said that gears 5 has the largest campaign largest pve and largest versus in serious history um that is a <laughs> a very subjective term to use because uh it's like what do you how do you um what's the word how do you rationalize what large is is that large to you or large compared to other games large compared to uh, i guess presumably your previous titles so i guess um i was doing some research earlier uh it seems like the general average time of of the previous gears campaign is roughly around nine hours without you know doing extra stuff so if this is technically as large or large as they say in general um i'm guessing the campaign maybe will be stretched out to roughly maybe 15 hours that seems uh realistic or likely uh if they claim this large if this is the largest campaign so um very interested and fascinated uh to see how that comes about um let me see their their uh specific comment um <laughs> let me get my get my announcer voice gears 5 is the largest gears of war to date it's the largest campaign ever made the largest pve ever made the largest versus ever made said cleveland presumably uh one of the uh developers at uh, the coalition the team at the coalition is an extremely talented but focused team that believes in this game they're extremely passionate about bringing their mark a high degree of quality and a legacy that gears fans will recognize there is no magic bullet it's trusting the people around you. Ooh, that gave me that gave me some goosebumps. I felt that. I felt that. Um, so kind of in line with that, I know a lot of people have been um skeptical, I guess more than likely skeptical. Um, yeah, skeptical is probably the best description. Uh, since we've yet to see any more further campaign uh, footage since um, last year. Yeah, last year where they showed that campaign at last year's E3, I believe. So um, which is valid, you know, people want to see more of the campaign so they know what they are getting excited for. But I mean, personally, in my opinion, I feel like I've gotten enough. Um, you know, to like, okay, I'm good. I don't really need to see anymore or be spoiled anymore, uh, to get invested. Cause I know <laughs> I already know I'm going to play it either way. 
Um, so for me personally, I'm totally fine with this. Uh, but a lot of people are, you know, a little riled up like uh, we have yet to see any more further campaign footage. So a suspicion I do have is that they're possibly um, there's possibly some major spoilers at the beginning of the campaign or something like that. Um, that, you know, maybe some people die or something like that. I don't know. Um, that's at least what I'm thinking, but I know they said they're going to reveal more campaign stuff. I think in August or September, I forgot which I believe, I believe September. No, that'd be too. Cause it's going to come like a week at a week during September, maybe right before it releases. I guess I could see that. I don't know, but yeah, um, I, I'm totally fine with it. I, I trust the coalition uh, with Gears 5 and, and what they're going to do with it. Uh, you can tell within Gears 4 that they were playing a lot of stuff safe. Um, but now that they kind of uh, got that first game out of their system, I think now they're just going to go go all in and, you know, take some risks. Because I think that was a big a big theme I got from them when they were like, you know, discussing and a lot of stuff at E3 and stuff like that. I could definitely see them taking a lot of risks uh, in terms of the series. And I swear to God, if you kill any of my, my original gears characters, I am going to be so mad at you coalition. I swear to God, but I don't know. That's probably what they could mean by quote unquote, taking risks. <laughs> it's going to suck if it happens, but yeah, just have to deal with it, I guess. But I don't know. As long as they keep the characters uh, multiplayer, I'd be satisfied, which has been pretty much the theme for the most part. A lot of characters that maybe aren't in the, in the game story wise um, have um, been playable in the in the multiplayer, at least, which that's at least I say the minimum for me. Um, specifically, as long as they have a lot of the characters I love, uh, Aaron Griffin, <laughs> good old Ice T, um, Cold Train, woo, woo. Um, hope you can still get Superstar Cole. He, he is, he is probably the tackiest character, but that's what that's what makes me love him so much. He's so tacky and in your face, but I like it. Wanting to feel these shots. Really do hope a uh, sawed off shotgun is in the game, but I. Yeah, a part of me is doubtful that it is. I'm uh, keeping the hopes up, though. Let me keep that hope up. But yeah, cool, cool news. Uh, Gears 5. Gears 5 is actually looking to be a pretty damn good blockbuster of a game. And, you know, uh, and man, with Game Pass 2, like you can only you can jump in for a dollar uh, to or, you know, if you never had Game Pass or uh, ten dollars a month, that's a pretty damn good deal just to jump in and maybe try out, try out the game. Um, I think they're on a some with Game Pass. I think their strategy uh, just uh, included more people. Um, exposing them to the game at least, uh, which, you know, in a scenario where they otherwise wouldn't play it. Um, I think that's a pretty awesome strategy to, uh, to have implemented. And I'm very curious to see how they, uh, how they, um, 
expand upon that, especially, you know, as Microsoft's, um, you know, a team or, you know, uh, exclusive uh, studios um, kind of uh, bring those uh, enticing titles. So pretty damn cool. So enough Gears 5. I could talk about Gears 5 a lot. Um, uh, next, uh, the Nintendo Switch. So roughly off the cuff of the uh, Switch Lite uh, being announced, I believe, last week, uh, we now have a new regular Switch model with an upgraded battery life, uh, but same price and uh, launches at the end of August. So uh, I guess in comparison, uh, the old model is uh, was ranged from 2.5 to 6.5 hours. Uh, the new model will range from 4.5 to 9.9 uh, 9, well, nine hours. Um, that is a huge ass jump, man. That is very significant. Uh, part of me, a part of me uh, suspected that possibly, um, well, um, or am guessing that this might have been what the, you know, quote unquote new switch was going to be, which it kind of technically is, but I still think that there's going to be a uh, switch plus or switch new or new switch or whatever that is, uh, you know, enhanced or upgraded, uh, you know, for us enthusiasts of uh, of games. So I hope for that to happen. I don't I don't really see a need for me to uh, run and get this. Um, I'm totally satisfied with my switch. I never really I rarely, um, you know, uh, play it portably. And uh, yeah, most of the time I do play it uh, in uh, docked mode. So don't really see any need to uh, pick this up. Um, but in the event that something happens, uh, this would be I probably probably would pick this up. But otherwise, I think I'm pretty satisfied. And then, you know, in terms of the battery life, you know, uh, majority of the time, you probably have a battery pack with you or something. So not really, I guess, necessarily uh, important or I mean, depending on, on who you are, I guess. And then, you know, maybe if it had maybe a slightly better processor or something like uh, the Xbox One S or something like that, I may have been enticed to bite. But outside of that, mm, don't really see myself um, picking this one up or replacing or anything like that. Just no need to really don't feel any need to. Um, that packaging, though, looks much nicer, though. I'm liking that packaging. Got that red, got the traditional red. And, uh, you know, got the big screen in the back. Switch prominently up front. Pretty cool. But yeah, interesting, interesting, interesting. I guess it makes sense that they announced it shortly after. Um, yeah, and I don't think they would announce the, um, they would announce the Switch Plus around the same time. I don't see that happening. That's probably going to be way long down uh, maybe next year, more than likely next year to try and compete with the newer consoles. I could definitely see that. Or maybe what if it what if it just needs a, you know, amped up dock? 
that'd be cool. Like you just all you need to buy uh, for Switch Plus is just a amped up dock if you already have one. Now, and Nintendo of all people, Nintendo could conjure up some magic like that. That'd be pretty great. Just just release a soup souped up dock. Oh wow, I never thought of that. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, new regular Switch model. In conjunction with that news, they also released uh, that they have some more colors uh, for the Joy-Cons. You know, the controllers you slide on the sides of the Switch, uh, basically. So, so yeah, so the color, uh, the new colors or, mm, yeah, I guess new colors is... Uh, blue and neon yellow, which technically is the one we've seen before. I guess it was just two neon yellows or whatever, whatever. And then there's neon purple and neon orange. Interesting. So um, that blue and green that or neon yellow looks green to me, but uh, that's looking pretty nice. I'm kind of liking how that look might might want to might want to pick one up. Probably not, but I would be enticed. I don't actually have a second set of Joy-Cons. It would be cool to at least have a, another set um, for no damn apparent reason. <laughs> uh, just for decoration or, you know, when I'm feeling fancy, I want to switch up my switch up my switch. A switch switching up a switch. Let me do this. All right. Back off. Let me do me. Damn. Um, yeah, so that'd be pretty damn cool. <laughs> pretty damn key. Um, next topic of discussion. Uh, Resident Evil 5 and 6 uh, coming on Switch, uh, which has, you know, obviously uh, obviously been previously announced, but uh, they did announce that it's going to come on a triple pack with RE4 on the cart. So... A lot of people were um, irritated that um, RE4 did not come on a cart. It was only on um, only digital. I'm not sure if that's the same case in Japan, though. I'd have to check on that. But um, yeah, so <laughs> it's like, hey, we uh, we 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 give you RE4, but eh, you're gonna have to buy five and six with it. So. <sighs> Yeah, so basically a four, five, and six physical collection is gonna uh, release similar to uh, Resident Evil Zero and One. Um, in that sense, that is such a weird thing with the Switch now. Like, just some games come on the cart and then everything's digital, or the rest are digital. That is such a weird, haphazardly way of doing things. I don't know. Wish they made some more, I don't know, just just add actual cars, but I'm assuming like development costs or, you know, yeah, development costs of not so the development production costs of making the cartridges or whatever. I guess I guess. Uh, but yeah, just thought that was uh, interesting. Um, I'm tempted. I'm tempted at least. I'm just going to say. I'm more than I'm. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm more than likely gonna get it. <laughs> a lot of people hate Resident Evil Six. I think it's pretty. I think it's fine. 
It's just if it was any other game and didn't have the title with it, Resident Evil 6 and, you know, the um, assumptions that it should be more in line with traditional Resident Evil, I think the game would have would have done much better. Let's say if it was Resident Evil action or something, for example, it was if it, if it, if it, if it released, it was called Resident Evil action. And I don't think people would be as as caught up as it is uh, with with the with the uh, hate, hatred and disdain for Resident Evil six. Uh, people like Resident Evil five a little bit more in my uh, at least my understanding. Um, you know, the co-op makes it fun uh, for them, which I thoroughly enjoy Resident Evil five as well. So, um, yeah, I'm going to like gotta pick these up. But yeah, just thought this was interesting, you know, the outcry of uh of that. <laughs> That's kind of messed up, though, because people already caved in and bought. I know a fair amount of people caved in and bought the Resident Evil, including myself, bought the digital version of Resident Evil or the Switch. Now, like, oh, 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 you already got you already got the digital version. Oh, we was going to release Well, we released in the. uh at least in a physical edition with RE4 in the cart, so don't know what to don't know what to tell you. Sorry, <laughs> that is that's kind of messed up, but whatever. Hardcore fans are gonna do it, including including myself. Um, yeah. So next topic, um, uh, boy. So uh, Stadia uh, had a Reddit AMA. Uh, for those who don't know, it's basically just an open, I guess, open forum, if you will, for uh, a particular Reddit or a particular guest of the AMA, uh, you know, to answer questions or any um, curiosities they have regarding whatever topic or, I guess, uh, issue may be going on or whatever basically is pretty free form in essence. So within the Reddit AMA uh, for Google Stadia, which is going to be releasing, I think this year for, I forgot what they, what the term is, what the term they use for uh, early on borders or whatever you call it. Cause I think technically it doesn't release for everybody until next year or something like that. I don't know. But, um, very interesting statement uh, from the uh, Reddit AMA um, for Google Stadia. Um, <laughs> let me get my asshole, <laughs> asshole production talk. To be clear, Stadia Pro is not Netflix for games. Like some people have mentioned, a closer comparison would be like Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus. The pro subscribers get 4K HDR streaming, 5.1 sound, exclusive discounts, and access to free games. Roughly one free game per month, give or take, starting with Destiny 2. Yay! He literally, he literally said yay in his comment. Um... I guess, oh, he also covers achievements. I, I, I was curious about that. Oh, yes. Achievements. 
As a lifelong gamer and a pathological overachiever, I love achievements. Of course, we'll have something similar to other platforms. However, it will not be there immediately at launch. Will come a little bit later. Interesting. Okay. Okay. You'll see the UI in November. Once we launch for now, you have to trust me. It's looking good. We have a great UX team and we're putting a lot of love into it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> oh, this is killing me. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Uh, no free games on Stadia Base, but hey, Stadia Base gives you free access to the state-of-the-art gaming hardware in our data center. You spend your money to buy games you want. All right. Okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, all pretty much everything else is pretty much what we've already really known. Yeah, pretty much everything we know outside of that. Uh, that's a very bold statement. <laughs> very bold statement. Uh, not really a good idea to compare yourself to uh, or try to put yourself on a pedestal along the lines of Xbox Live and PlayStation Plus. Um, it's a lot of balls there. Uh, man, I don't know, man. I don't know about Stadia. They, man, they really would have had a much better, much better, um, I don't know, a much better, uh, I guess, uh, jump on the good foot, uh, with, uh, the Netflix approach. Cause I mean, it's something that people clearly identify and know, but everything with the stadia, like, Everything with the Stadia, everything that's been announced regarding the Stadia has been so unnecessarily convoluted, I'd say, to the general public. Uh, you know, for for me and, you know, other people that are, um, you know, video game enthusiasts are very versed on, you know, tech savvy or whatever you want to call it. Um, of course, we get it, but I don't think the general public would really comprehend they can easily comprehend netflix for games like oh netflix but for games okay cool which technically xbox live is already doing with their xbox game pass so i mean yeah you would have been really better off competing with xbox game pass to be honest just one flat subscription rate and you can play as many games as you want streaming wise uh i'd be pretty good that'd be pretty pretty solid deal play literally um basically almost any device you have um that'd be a hard hard proposal to pass up and of all people google definitely would have had the capability but who knows they, they it might get to a point where you know everything is super dire and then like you know <laughs> stadia is only sold like five <laughs> five copies of whatever after his release. <laughs> okay, I'm thinking about it already. <laughs> okay, so like what? Like let's say okay, so the Stadia officially uh releases next year for everybody. Uh so what I give it like I give it like a solid six months. 
six months uh from from uh from the next year. So when is that? Like January, February, March, April, May, June. So yeah. So roughly around when it they announced when they announced the uh announced stadia. Um so pretty much yeah, a month after I mean uh, almost a year after they announced stadia <laughs> They have a, they have a, uh, I can't even, I can't even do it. They have a announcement of the, um, of, uh, some changes or they have a, you know, announcement or whatever they call it. I don't know what they even call it or what a stadia direct or whatever. <laughs> oh, I can't even. So Phil, Phil Harrison comes out. <laughs> First thing he says, guys, <laughs> We've heard you. <laughs> Stadia Pro is now going to be Netflix for games. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, you should have did that the whole time. Okay. Oh, yeah. I can see that totally happening. So, I don't know. <laughs> Guys. We've heard you. I, I can't. I can't, man. That that takes me out every time. <laughs> you hear that every press conference. Oh man. Okay. So yeah, that was uh, just some interesting news. But man, uh, I think uh, Stadia is uh, shooting themselves uh, directly in the toenail. Okay. Uh, forget shooting yourself in the foot. They they shooting they shooting directly in the toenail. Okay, um, they could possibly change before uh Stadia release releases, but mm, I don't know. They probably just gonna see if they can get away with it. But at some point, they're probably just gonna you know, like I said, guys, we've heard you, Stadia Pro is now Netflix for games. That's got to happen at some point. I don't see I don't see Stadia sustaining uh with their their um pricing or approach now. Basically buying games fully uh being able to play them however you want, but you have to pay a subscription to play them in 4K uh but you can technically play it at 80 1080p if you want. Um, for free, technically, uh, eh, I don't know, man, does not look bright, especially compared to, uh, you know, our general consoles we have now and then input lag. I am input lag is going to make or break this service for certain. Um, I don't see people biting. I really don't, but nonetheless, it is what it is. So. Next topic of discussion. Uh, Mike Tyson. <laughs> now, Keith. <laughs> now, Keith. <laughs> That's, ladies and gentlemen, my impression of Mike Tyson. You're welcome. You should be thankful. Um. So yeah, he just just learned about uh, Balrog. And uh, AKA Mike Bison um, in Street Fighter 2. So, 
it took what I don't know how long Street Fighter been out forever. Balrog has been a character for you know, shoot the eighties, eight, 89, 80, 87, I want to say. Um, this whole time he has been ignorant of a character that is a clean cut uh, representation, and dare I say satireization that may not be a word but you get what I'm saying um I don't know how can you and how can you be in a buggle a buggle bubble for that long that's interesting but yeah uh, uh for some reason yeah he doesn't have an issue with it but this is uh from an article on Kotaku um so uh, so basically, uh, oh yeah. So this was on uh, ESPN, technically via ESPN. Um, they asked uh, Tyson if he knew the story about the character. Tyson replied, "No, I had no idea." ESPN's Arda O'Cal explained how the boxer character Balrog was originally called M. Bison in Japan, with the initial being short for Mike. So, for those that may not know, and to bring some enlightenment, um, was I where mm, I wasn't? Act, I actually didn't know for like a few years. Maybe like, mm, maybe like mm, this was probably maybe eight years. Mm, maybe maybe even later than that. But it was news to me too. I think actually, I think. Uh, Whenever did you know gaming uh, came out? Cause I I love that love that uh, YouTube series. Um, whenever that came out, I think that's when I found I, I found that out. Um, so for those who don't know, so basically, uh, a boxer character that is uh, obviously meant to be a depiction of Mike Tyson um, was originally meant to be or going to be called uh, M Bison. Um, all around, but obviously for legal reasons and that Mike Tyson might want to sue or whatever, well, <laughs> at least after the fact, doesn't seem like he knows, but I'm pretty sure somebody would have told him like, Hey man, uh, somebody, they making us, they making fun of you in street fight or something. I don't know. Um, whatever. I lost my train of thought. Where was I going? Where was I going with that? Yeah. So M Bison was going to be a original character or it was going to be, uh, was intended to be his name. Um, but because of that possible legal backlash, they, uh, decided to change his name, uh, to Balrog. And then that basically started this whole, I guess, convoluted, um, triangle of, uh, characters or, um, who are basically the boss characters, um, for street fighter. Um, so there's, uh, there's who we know, at least in the U S as Vega who was, you know, the dude with the claw and very vain. And then there's M bison who, you know, obviously was the name that was intended for, um, Mike, <laughs> Mike Tyson. Well, basically Mike Tyson really um so basically that's you know the names we know today but uh beforehand it was all jumbled around so Vega 
was called um, Balrog uh, originally, and um, M. Bison was going to be called Vega. And then, you know, obviously, um, all that got switched around. So I think in every, it's such a convoluted mess, but I think in almost every country, it's like different uh, to some extent. I think mainly Japan, U.S., and some other country I forgot. But basically, like in generally now, I know in fighting games, they use a general term for each character because <laughs> my bison is not your bison. Wait, are you talking about bison? You mean bison to do with the with the psycho or or you mean uh, the boxer? Um, I don't. Oh, OK. You know, so. Now, I think uh, at least in fighting game tournaments where, you know, obviously a lot of people come from uh, various comp- countries to fight and compete. Uh, they refer to the characters, I think, for Vega or at least in the U.S. who we know as Vega uh, as Claw. Um, I think Bison is Dictator and I think Balrog is Boxer. I believe so, which is, you know, totally makes sense. Pretty generic and generic and obvious characters, which, okay. <laughs> I can see people getting frustrated in conference. Okay. All right. Okay. He is dictator. Okay. This dude is, is boxer. And then this dude is claw. All right. Jeez. All right. Let's fight. <laughs> Just, they had like a whole two hour, uh, uh, argument about which characters, which like, no, his name is no, is is Vega. The fuck wrong with you? Then a whole fight break out and then just it's horrible. It's horrible. So, but yeah, I guess the main point is that, you know, M. Bison didn't know that. Uh, which kinda makes sense now, the more that I think about it, because it's been so highly convoluted and hidden. It's such uh just a trivia thing that you don't really see a lot of people just talking about um often in general. So I mean at the same time, I could see why he wasn't aware of it, but I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I guess uh, after that, um, so let's see. Or no, did he? Let's see. So yeah, so Tyson heard about M. Bison on his podcast in April. And then calling the game's creator, you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> and jacket. <laughs> uh, when ESPN showed Tyson uh, the Street Fighter a uh, character, he replied, "Holy moly, <laughs> I can't." <laughs> Did he live at me? Obviously. Uh, actually, I mean, the earlier, uh, earlier, uh, Balrogs looked like a light skinned dude. To be honest, uh, he did not even look accurate, uh, to the you know, uh, picture on the uh, fighter select screen at all. He's like, just look like. Actually, to be honest, he looked a little bit more like Muhammad Ali. The more I think about it, like a buffed up Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, obviously in current games now, he's more accurate in his uh, depiction. But nonetheless, uh, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Then they also showed this, uh, you know, uh, infamous uh, screenshot of this dude. (laughs) Uh, and Mike Tyson didn't even wasn't even aware of <laughs> who he was representing at the time. Um, he's like, "Oh, okay, this guy's such a fan. He dressed up as me." So, um, 
Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. I think uh, I know people said in relation to this that he's more pissed out, more pissed about uh, Mr. Dream. Basically, you know, omitting him completely out of punch out, you know, in the further, further editions. Because, yeah, I think uh, after the kerfuffle, uh, I think he raped or rape allegations, I want to say. I think it was due to rape allegations where they obviously, you know, uh, Nintendo obviously wouldn't be associated with that. So um, I know they made a revision of Mike Tyson's punch out, which was like Mr. Dream or Mike Tyson's punch out feature. Mr. Dream was basically just a white Mike Tyson. Uh, or basically, you know, reskin of Mike Tyson with a, a white guy referred to as Mr. Dream. So interesting, interesting stuff of all people. Mike Tyson, uh, he doesn't seem like he would care. Well, in general, don't really care about games, but yeah. So <laughs> very weird, weird news. So, man, how long? What? But almost 30 years till he actually was aware. That is interesting. Uh, next topic of discussion. Streets of Rage 4. Oh, don't 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 forget about it. It is still coming, baby. Uh they um revealed in a tweet uh yesterday, uh Wednesday, um, of the uh musical support for the uh, original soundtrack of the game. And good God, thank you, Lord. Uh, Yuzo Koshiro is making his triumphant and necessary return to Streets of Rage 4. That is just, that is phenomenal. That is just, that is phenomenal. That is That needed to happen because that I honestly would have, uh, downgraded the game uh, a lot without having his signature uh, sounds in the game. And then uh, presumably a lot of other great uh, musicians as well, surprisingly. I'm curious if Yuzo was behind this as well. So you got Motohiro Kawashima. Oh, so he uh, oh, so he collaborated with Yuzo Kashiro in a lot of the games too. Uh, specifically two, uh, well, at least including two and three. Nice. Okay. Oh, yeah. That even makes it greater. That even makes it greater. Then we have Yoko Shinomura. I'm curious, what it's, what is what was he in specifically? Or she? Oh, Final Fantasy. Wow. Okay. Final Fantasy 15, Kingdom Hearts, the original one. Street Fighter 2. Damn. Oh, my God. Wow. They got some heavy hitters for Street Fighter. Oh, my goodness. Jesus. Man, they got a they, they look like they got a all star team. Then we have Hideki uh, Naganuma. And what did he do? Just Set Radio, Just Set Radio Future, uh, Sonic Rush. OK, all right. Okay. Okay. They working. They they got they got the juice. They got the they got the juice. Then we have Keji Yamagishi. Uh what did he? Uh, I guess they don't really 
Oh, Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden, okay. Let me check his Wikipedia. Check his Wikipedia, because it doesn't blatantly. Um, okay, Tecmo, Tecmo Super Bowl, The Messenger. I've yet to play that. Animation Tactics, okay. Coincidentally, all generally games I've not played, but I trust it. I trust it. Yuzo Kashiro got that network, damn it. I'll tell you what. I'm pretty certain Yuzo, Yuzo Kashiro got rallied everybody around, I'm assuming. Let me check on uh, Hideki Naganuma. Who's his? Ooh, Daytona, not Daytona. Daytona, let's go away. I guess he only did the sound effects, okay. Oh, Yakuza, he did voice editing for Yakuza, okay. Uh, voice effects. Actually, those are some pretty reputable voice effects. Ooh, and he did Yakuza 5, okay. Okay. And Smash Brothers for, uh, uh, Smash Brothers 4. Or, you know, Smash Brothers for 3DS and Wii U. Wow. They got some heat. They got some heat. They about to make these damn bangers. I'll tell you what. They about to make these damn bangers. All right. You hear me? They making these damn bangers. Ooh, and they released a YouTube video. Let me, uh, let me watch that later. I'm saving that to watch that later immediately. Playing with me? Playing with me? I, I literally would just buy this game based off the soundtrack alone, to be honest. But, you know, obviously such a huge, uh, huge reputation um, for Streets of Rage 4. Man, when does this come out? When does this come out? I don't think they confirmed a release date. God. And oh, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I forgot to acknowledge for those that don't know. Yuzo Kashiro is a god, okay? He is the god of video game music, okay? Um, um, that's a bold statement, but I'm, I'm sticking to it. Uh, Streets of Rage 1, bangers. Streets of Rage 2, ridiculous banger. Streets of Rage 3, legitimate banger, okay? And uh, I think he did Shinobi, uh, Shinobi 3 specifically. And let, let, you know what? Let's look. Let's accurately look up his his goddamn repertoire. It's probably going. It's probably going to scroll down a whole goddamn list. It's so great. It's so damn great. It's so damn great. His whole his whole damn his whole damn. Rep oh damn! He was at Magfest. Oh, that was before I started going. That was before I started going. Um, yeah, damn, he has a freaking immaculate repertoire. He worked on so many games. Oh my god, I didn't even know he worked on a lot of these. So, obviously, Switch Rage 3, Revenge of Shinobi, I'm at least pointing out some of the ones that uh I uh recognize. Oh, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Batman Returns. Interesting. Uh, what else? Shenmue. Yeah, Shenmue's great. And Shenmue 2. Great. Love those soundtracks. Those soundtracks are really great. 
Namco versus Capcom, Namco cross Capcom. Is that the 3DS game? I think I have the sequel. Smash Brothers Brawl. I think he was involved in this current um, Smash Brothers 2, the latest one. Uh, Smash Brothers 4. Project X Zone, that's the crossover. Wow, okay, he made the main theme. Goodness. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Yeah, he's in that as well. Oh, and he did uh, music for the Genesis Mini. Nice. Yeah, he made some awesome menu music for um, the Streets of Rage collection. Jesus. Just bangers. All them bangers. All of them bangers. They just immaculate bangers. Secret of Mana, I heard that has a really great uh, soundtrack. I've yet to play that. Wow. So, uh, if none of those uh, games ring a bell, I mean... You must be under a rock or something, because, I mean, those those are bangers, okay? Bangers. All he makes is hot fire. <laughs> Literally, when he's making beats, it just, <laughs> he can't be in there for too long. He'll burn, <laughs> burn down the whole place, burn down the whole studio, because he's making that hot fire relentlessly, 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 with reckless abandon. Yuzo Kashiro. He is he is making the bangers, okay? You hear me? He making them bangers. <laughs> he making them beats. Making them damn beats. Okay. <laughs> Enough gushing over uh gushing over the greatness that is Yuzo Kashiro. Man, I hope he comes to Magfest next time. Ooh man, if he you know what? That's gotta be. He's gotta in order to promote uh Street Raids four, I could see him coming this year. Or technically next year, even though it's very close um to um this year. Man. Man. That's got me more hype for Street Raids four for sure. For sure. For certain. For certain. They better not announce any more people either. I might, I might, I might pass out if they announce. Uh, who's the one dude for who uh, composed uh, Silent Hill? I forgot. Silent Hill music composer Kira Yamaoka, I believe. Yeah, Kira Yamaoka. Mm. Don't, don't, don't even tell me that Kira Yamaoka gonna come on this because. This, I, I can't even play it. I can't play the game. It's going. It's going to be too hot. The beats are going to be too too hot. They're going to burn. They're going to burn my damn switch up. All them damn beats. You hear me? It's going to be crazy. Man, they got a. They got a. They got a star-studded team. They got an all-star team with all these composers. It is ridiculous. Jesus, I'm kind of mad. I'm kind of mad. How much people? How many people they got composing this? Jesus. Oh, that's great. Yeah, man. Street Rage 4, man. It is looking up to be a good return, triumphant return to beat em ups. This might actually, uh, dare I say it, um, um, be a catalyst for a uh, revival 
of the beat em up genre, which I, I really hope does come back in a, a strong way, a strong way at some point. Um, man, man, Jesus, they got an all-star team, man. I am like so, so dumbfounded by that. I'm like amazed. I am so amazed by that. Wow. Ooh, okay. All right. Enough, uh, enough gushing, fantasizing over the immaculate, um, immaculate team. That's going to be, that's going to be bumping them bangers on Street Show Rage 4. Cause man, it's shaping up the soundtrack alone is immediately going to make this get, Oh my God. Cause that, that, that man, that is the biggest selling point in general for the street to rate series. To be honest, it's like just the, the, the immaculate soundtrack made that game even better than, than what it is. It's crazy, man. Hyped the hell up. The street to rates for, I don't care what nobody says that, that this shit is going to be great. Okay, <laughs> all right. Enough debt. I'm, I'm gushing too much for that. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage, uh, definitely one of my favorite beat 'em ups of all time. If not, uh, definitely one of my favorite games of all time. Streets of Rage two specifically. So, uh, it has a, the series has a soft spot in my heart, um, and it's very, very uh, uh calming, and uh, I guess uh. What's the word? Uh, yeah, I guess calming the, you know, um, humbling. There we go. Humbling to see, you know, uh, mainly Yuzo Kashiro come back as well as a lot of uh, great talent uh, uh, working on this soundtrack. Man, very excited. Very excited. Okay. All right. Next topic of discussion. Um, Overwatch is getting two, 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 two roll lock soon. So what this means is that uh, basically um, each uh, within this presumably playlist, uh, each team, uh, all the team compositions can only be basically two DPS, two tanks and two supports strictly. So whatever role you decide to play, uh, you can only be within that role, I believe. Let me see. Yeah, so all compositions are two DPS, two tanks, two supports, and you cannot change roles during a map. So I'm assuming you can change your character, but they have to be within the same role, which is totally fine because most people who are who are specifically in particular roles I'm assuming kind of jump around to some extent. So that's pretty fair. Actually, the more I think about it, uh, when I initially saw it, I was like this, my, my first concern was that, um, obviously, well, I would assume at least most people do play DPS. Um, so I feel like queuing up if you were playing DPS would be technically more difficult because I would think more people would be playing DPS than any of the other like tanks or supports. So 
But uh, maybe I could be told completely wrong about that. Maybe like a lot of people actually play tank or play some. Mm, I doubt people play support as much as tanks. Uh, but support is way it's much wider, though, when I think about it. So I think support includes like uh, the defensive characters as well as healers. Which, yeah, that makes a lot more sense, because, yeah, I was about to say being confined to healers, uh, that's that, that's going to be pretty tough. But yeah, uh, opening up the expanding the range that makes more sense. And then some people who some characters who kind of dabble in particular categories or, you know, who are technically uh, one character, but actually um, fairly uh, hold their own in a different category. Um, that that is interesting as well. Now that I think about it. So now the more I think about it, it is it should technically not be as uh, lopsided as I'm kind of making it out to be. Pretty cool. So I believe this is for competitive. I don't think this is mandatory. I think it's only for ranked. I think you can play it uh, in quick play as well as ranked, I believe. So let's see. Let me read the uh, description of the developer update. So the worst kept secret in Overwatch it's been heavily rumored, leaked up until now, but we have official confirmation by Overwatch League's Watch Point, which is supposed to air tomorrow. Announcement is likely, oh, they, they haven't even announced it yet. Or technically they have now, I forgot. This was this was the day before. Go up on PTR tomorrow at the same time, then go live around 20, 26 to 27 days from now with the 18th season. Uh, given that they had to shorten the current competitive season. <coughs> uh, other than that, any more details? Let me check. Let's check the patch notes and maybe the news post of the site. So Rogue Q's update, blah, blah, blah. Competitive play, competitive play and quick play. So, um... Yeah, competitive play and quick play. Players choose a role before finding a game. Matchmaker says will create a team that is comprised of two tanks, two supports, and two damage heroes. Upon entering the match, players select desired roles to play within their chosen roles. At the end of the match, players will return to the main menu and select their role before queuing into the next game. Interesting. Time being, we only enabled competitive play in 1.39 PTR. So I believe it's live now in the PTR and presumably um, set to be live later for uh, consoles and whatnot. Interesting. Yeah, that was one of my mm, not necessarily gripes with Overwatch, but specifically if I wanted to play single uh in a single queue or whatever. Um, just looking to join a game for some quick play or whatever. Uh, that has been uh, generally the common issue is that, you know, when you play, most people don't want to be support. So now you're kind of screwed in terms of support. Uh, so you want to be a character that you don't really want to play or even have that much experience playing and then ultimately end up losing because of that. So this definitely is going to make uh make the series, uh, the game much more engaging uh, for people specifically 
Uh, I think this really hits home for solo queue players for sure. Um, which, uh, yeah, I think it's overall pretty great. And then it's going to also um, avoid, yeah, the issues of that. So now people will be actually the characters they want to play. And in turn, you know, obviously they would have more experience playing their, their character that they're comfortable with. And in turn, you know, uh, probably uh, gear things up for more competitive uh, games um, where, you know, matches are maybe more inclined to be more uh, close uh, than like, you know, lopsided, even though I think they've been doing a good job of, you know, uh, matching people appropriately in that sense. So cool, cool, cool news all around, man. Obviously, there, man, there's still a lot of additional patch notes for characters. Probably nerfs and buffs. Nice. Might have to check in some of that detail. But yeah, that's huge. That's huge. I know that's been rumored a lot for characters. Uh, that I think that's definitely um, going to entice me to try it out for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely curious to see how it's going to, how it kind of comes into play. Yeah, and then not having a, excuse me, when you want to pick a character you want to play, but, you know, already picked because somebody else playing. Yeah, that's going to make it just overall way better. Yeah, I think this might actually encourage a resurgence in uh, players for Overwatch, to be honest. Yeah, man. I may have to... uh may have to jump back in i know they also released some cool summer skins i have yet to check those out i'm pretty sure they're all gonna be dope gonna be dope yeah man mm. Ooh, i might might be time to get back in overwatch it might be about that time it just might okay yeah yeah cool cool stuff yeah so a pretty eventful week i'd say a lot of a lot of great news coming out. A lot of great news. Um, but yeah, so what I've been playing as of late, um, actually been a kind of uh, somewhat engaged in Ferrana recently. Uh, I haven't been playing it for a bit, but I've been uh, weirdly uh, feeling encouraged to try and get my money up to purchase stuff I want. So I try to play at least for the minimum. So I like like play to get the daily challenges and the uh, uh, ongoing challenges. And uh, I've been able to earn them successfully or, or uh, continuously. So that's uh, actually been keeping me engaged with uh, trying to keep that going. Uh, been kind of filling off throughout the midweek, but uh, plan to get back up into that at some point. Uh, also, I'll put a fair amount of time in the judgment as well. Um, one interesting, well, one issue that's bothering me, I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, uh, is this weird thing where you keep getting no notifications after you complete a battle, where it seems like it, uh, it reminds me of like a backseat gamer, but basically in the game, <laughs> where it like keeps suggesting you tips on how to play the game, even though I, uh, me personally, I'm at totally cognizant of what I'm capable of doing. Uh, maybe just don't want to ch choose not to do it. Um, but uh, I, I, it's it's getting like 
to the point where it's getting annoying, where it keeps popping up every time after I do a battle mainly. It's been popping up in other scenarios, too. But uh, apparently I've been, uh, you know, uh, inquiring about this in the, you know, in the reset era forms, see if other people has gotten it. Apparently it's been prominent in uh, basically the Dragon en- Engine games, uh, Yakuza 6, as well as uh, Yakuza Kwame 2. But I never noticed it in those games, pretty much playing those games to completion, uh, getting all the trophies and whatnot. So it's very weird. I guess it's maybe a semi bug, I'm assuming. Um, But, you know, I wish there was an option at least to turn it off, but there's not. Maybe in a future update, they'll there'll be an option to turn it off, but not a big deal, but uh, kind of annoying, like this annoying backseat gamer saying, hey, you can do this. Why aren't you doing that? You should do this. Are you blocking? You should probably block. Come on, man. Just block for me. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm progressing nicely. I've uh, been trying to do as many side cases and stories as I can uh, within the game. Um, I'm not a fan of the nature of how you have to unlock. Um, I wish everything was just uh, you don't have to earn it. So basically, like you have to get a certain reputation in order to unlock uh, certain side cases, which is kind of fresh. But at the same time, I kind of wish it was like the previous Yakuza's. So, you know, like when you get to a particular chapter, then a few set amount of um, side or at least in the Yakuza sub stories would unlock. You get to play those. But now you have to you're kind of forced to uh, develop friendships to the max level in order to increase your reputation, which in turn lets you play particular side cases uh, that you otherwise wouldn't be able to access, uh, have access to. So, yeah, not sure how I feel about it uh, completely. At least I'm leaning more on the sides where I'm not really feeling. I mean, it's fine. I'm, I don't have an issue, you know, but then again, now when I think about it, it's like there are some f- reasonable subquests tied to the friendships or friends you have, which is it's been cool too. I don't know. Hard to say at this point. Maybe I have a more concrete opinion about that specifically, but overall, I've been definitely enjoying the game. Uh, been liking pretty much everything everything they're doing. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely going to see it through to the end. Try to get all the uh, all the sub stories or whatever the requirement is uh, to beat the uh, end game boss or the equivalent of Joe Amon in, um in Yakuza. I'm curious who's the equivalent of Joe Amon is going to be in this game. Maybe it actually is still going to be the, the Amons, just some other Amon. I don't know. Um it's a it's a mystery either way, so I'm definitely very curious to see how that that kind of plays out. So, um, all in all, uh, that's pretty much been it for me. I haven't really been watching anything significant or new, um, or yeah, uh, noticeable. So, I think that will be it. Uh, just some general housekeeping, um. Yeah, if you have any questions you'd like to submit for the show, uh, you can feel free to send them uh, at my email, which is uh, 
Acewitch TV at uh, gmail.com. Um, I'll definitely uh, answer any questions or whenever I get enough or whatever, I'll uh, maybe start um, just making a segment for answering questions and maybe corrections or whatever. Um, totally, totally up for that. Um, oh, yeah. Also, you can, uh, if you enjoyed the show or didn't, <laughs> thought the show was horrible. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you can feel free. Uh, please like or rate. Well, I guess you wouldn't like if you didn't like the show or thumbs down if that's an option. I don't know. I, I don't know uh, how the podcasting rating works. I'm, I'm not sure about that. But for whatever platform you're um, getting this from, whether it be Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, I think, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, definitely uh, would appreciate uh, the support uh, either way. Um, yeah. So outside of the podcast tip, uh, you can catch me on uh, eight. Uh, what, what was I going with that? Uh, Twitch dot TV uh, slash a switch. Uh, man, I've been admittedly not been on the Twitch game a little bit. Um plan to be back on that it's uh soon soon um next um you can also catch me on uh youtube.com slash a switch <laughs> again <laughs> i've uh, been pretty dormant on that but i uh, plan to at least upload some of my um previous streams and stuff that's at least the minimum i'm planning to do um eventually um, you can also like to support uh, this show. Uh, you can feel free uh, to donate at uh, patreon.com slash a switch. And uh, is that it? I think that's it. I think I covered everything. Uh, until next time, guys. Oh, yeah. This is an additional uh, point of the podcast. I just put it at the end because it's not necessarily relevant to the focus of the show. But um, this is just a public service announcement. And let me let me get my speaker for this this, this crap because. Uh, um, nope, that ain't it. Um, uh, everybody who keeps licking uh, fucking ice cream and fucking spitting in goddamn tea. 
stop it because the shit is dumb. The shit is stupid. Uh, I will, I will hurt you. I will punch you in your goddamn throat. I will, I will fucking kick you in your goddamn kneecap in your shit too, bitch. I swear to God. Ooh, don't do that. Don't do that. Where were you raised? Where were you raised to freaking lick some goddamn ice cream for no damn reason? You didn't even buy it. You gonna lick ice cream, giving people AIDS and herpes and shit? What is wrong with you people? Jesus, have some damn sets. Common courtesy of the public that are trying to buy a legitimate product, but know they got fucking uh, random girl saliva on it. Uh, maybe if you, you know, if you put that in, a, in, in a, but hey, that's besides the point. Okay, if if you fucking licking some damn ice cream and spitting damn tea. Stop it. I will I will punch you if I see it too, I swear to God. Somebody about to get fucking fucking stuttered, okay? I, I will I will stutter your ass. Alright? Don't do that. Come on now. Be better people. Alright? This is why people look down on us in America. Just doing dumb shit like this. Don't lick it. Don't lick don't lick it until after you bought it. What is wrong with y'all, man? Uh, stop it! This needs. To, I'm just saying. This needs to stop. Y'all need. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all damn selves. Oh, oh. I hate y'all. I really do. I'm sorry. Okay, that I, that just got me riled. I just thought about it before this podcast was ending. I'm like, you know what? Let me share my piece because that. That just the thought of people doing this dumb shit is is pissing me off. Okay, so I had to I had to include that. All right, okay. Uh, thanks, God. <laughs> oh God. All right, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs>